Previously, on Those Were the Days. Five onion rings. There's a fireplace in that apartment, like a working fireplace. Belky, get over there. Better go take a poop real quick. <laughs> okay, so to follow that. I don't even like these people, and you spend $100 on feeding them meat. Blew my mind. <laughs> we get to leave 10 minutes early, there's money. When will it end? Louis Anderson ain't jumping up into Bronson Pinchot's arms. Thank yeah. you for calling O'Hare Airport. All <laughs> flights are currently delayed by two hours. Those were the days is filmed before a live internet audience. Oh, if you hear that sound, you know it's time for Those Were the Days. Imagine, if you will, your four hosts walking through bustling downtown streets while avoiding cars, people, and rain by putting a briefcase over their heads. The elevator doors open at their office building where they bump into each other before breaking into silent laughter under the jaunty tunes of the show intro. And the frame freezes on the neurotic therapy patient, Travis. So... We've learned a few things this this month about uh, Christmas, right? Charlie Brown taught me about the true meaning of Christmas. And Perfect Strangers taught me about the, the true meaning of family. And this show taught me about a glass of ham. <laughs> the, the, the doctor friend comic relief down the hall, Amy. All right, look, Bob, I know that you're upset that you have to have this surgery and that you're upset that it's happening around Christmas. That's terrible. But your logic about why it has to be on Christmas is fundamentally flawed. You see, the arrival of the kings is traditionally celebrated on Epiphany, which is January 6th. And you see, the 12 days of Christmas actually start on Christmas. You got plenty of time, my dude. Don't even worry about it. (laughs) Oh, wow. I just got educated. And the witty secretary at the desk, Audie. So... I got the cranberry sauce from the store, the usual can, and I open it up. I'm like, well, I can't just do this one thing on the tree. I guess I'll have to slice it up. So I slice it up and I put the string through it, but every single slice would just fall right off. I don't understand. I need to go ask Emily about this. (laughs) I really love that behind the scenes view of the stringed cranberry sauce. Um, the, the first thing, the first thing I noticed when I, when I turned this show on, cause I haven't watched this show in years, is that the seventies had a trend of people walking down the street for the intro, like to go to wherever they're going. Like, welcome back. Cotter did it. This did it. Mary Tyler Moore did it. Rhoda probably did it. Taxi had yeah. you driving, but I mean, it's basically the it's same, the same thing. idea. <laughs> yeah. We're all going to work. So the seventies is basically responsible for the way we work today. So everyone mm. sat down to have leisure and we're like, let's watch people work. <laughs> Welcome to America. Um, yeah. So that was, uh, that was eye opening for me. And I love the jaunty tunes. I was, I was all about this Bob Newhart uh, experience. And uh, one thing I did learn when I was looking up the thing about the walking into work, I immediately thought Mary Tyler Moore turns out this was picked up by the Mary Tyler Moore and her husband to produce and be a part of the, uh, the MTM, network of television shows so that whole jam makes a lot of sense all of a sudden like okay it's the (laughs) same same idea um so 
real quick, I have to say, when I was watching this episode, two names came up in the opening credits that I did not expect and that, that uh, I was very glad to see, but just completely blown away by. One was this episode was written, co-written by Tom Patchett. Um, if that name doesn't sound familiar, he was the creator of ALF. Okay. Oh, uh, he, he created the off TV show with Paul Fusco. Um, and also the Bob Newhart show was co-created by the voice of Garfield, Lorenzo music. Yeah. Yeah. I, holy cow. Wow. I, I actually had to stop rewind. I'm like, I think I saw that name. I had to sit through the, I had to sit through the first ad break on Hulu twice because of that. Yeah. I was like, there's no way. So <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, two I... of them. I don't <laughs> There's another, I mean, you know, all those Lorenzo musics that are running around in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, the voice of Garfield co-created the Bob Newhart show. <laughs> See, that explains a lot. Because yeah. <laughs> there's, well, Garfield and Bob have a very similar humor. Uh, they that's both true. play the deadpan straight man to everybody else's shenanigans. Mm. So it actually makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, that 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 I mean I know Lorenzo Music was the voice of Garfield, but it it sure. seems to jive, you know, yeah. those two things. Yeah, it works. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um. Mm -hmm. So Bob, the Bob Newhart show. Now it's, it comes to no one's surprise that I like old people doing <laughs> old people things on television. I don't know what's wrong with me. Yeah, no one. I told <laughs> our buddy, a friend of the show, Phil. He messaged me. He's like, "It is no surprise to me that you are picking Bob Newhart." Like, you've only known me for like two or three years, and you've already got me pegged. Like it didn't take long. I guess I wear it on my sleeve. Um, but funny enough, this Bob Newhart show is not the one I was initially going to pick. The other one is not streaming anywhere. Um, but the one I spent the most time with uh, when I was younger was Newhart. It was his show in the 80s <laughs> where he plays an innkeeper <laughs> in Vermont. That was kind yeah. of my show. That's the this the Larry, Daryl, and Daryl, you know, gag that they played all the time. And if you're not familiar with that, don't worry. It will stream at some point, and I'll get it in this show. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> but the Bob Newhart show was on Nick at Night for a while, and I remember it coming on, and I remember enjoying watching it uh even though it didn't for some reason taxi re resonated with me more than uh this show did but i'm still really pumped i picked the uh this christmas episode which is kind of a stretch uh for chris it has the word christmas in it it takes place in christmas it's not really like it's not charlie brown you know it's no, not it's perfect good, strangers though. it's we learn all about the the the, the paper cup and, and <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that was good that, that's the true meaning of christmas it's it really fine. is it really is you it, it makes it works it works uh -huh. so what do you guys have any familiarity with either bob newhart as a person or about this particular show because he's i mean he's been around forever um we'll start with you travis so okay i know bob newhart uh the biggest impression on me as a kid was he was one half of the rescuers mm -hmm. yeah. uh, with mm -hmm. Aiden Kabor. Um, so that's like the thing that when I think of Bob Newhart, that's the first kind of images that pop into my head is, is the rescuers and more specifically the rescuers down under was the one that I watched more of. Mm -hmm. um, but I do remember Newhart, uh, the eighties series where he was the innkeeper. I remember that more than this one. Um, but same with you. I it popped up on Nick at Night. I remember catching episodes every once in a while. Um, and 
I like Bob Newhart's comedy. His style is great. He plays that, uh, like you said, that straight man to everybody else's shenanigans really, really well. So, yeah, I like Bob Newhart and uh, I had a good time with the show. Yeah, cool, cool. Uh, uh, Adi, how about you? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, when it comes to Newhart, this is my first time watching a show of his. Um, like Travis, I knew of him because of the rescuers, like Disney movie with this famous guy is doing the voice of one of the characters. Awesome. Cool. Um, but yeah, I had no history with the Bob Newhart show. I had no history with Newhart. I knew of both of them only because of the Newhart show, um, finale and the whole thing they did with that. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh yeah. I think I've watched more Bob Newhart in, um, what is it? Um, What's the stupid show that he's been on recently? He was in um, Big Bang Theory. and That's what it is, Big yeah. Bang Theory. Just because I watched that show a lot, um, and he showed up a lot, um, and it was funny in that. Um, but yeah, this is my first actually watching the Bob Newhart show. And nice. I okay, cool. I'm, yeah, I'm going to be interested to hear how you feel about it. Amy, how about you? Um, I definitely know who Bob Newhart is. I couldn't necessarily tell you why, because like I did like the rescuers, but I wouldn't have known his name. So I, I literally do not know why I could like, like if you showed me a picture and I could go, aha, that's Bob Newhart. I know that one. Like, I don't, I don't know why. Um, sure. So I hadn't watched anything before. So here we are. You, you really, when you guys mentioned the rescuers, cause I, I loved the rescuers as well. And it, it wasn't until I was older that I picked together like, Oh snap, that's Bob Newhart's voice. Cause it was always just, yeah. you know, the, who it was, but it made, it kind of shocked me that he didn't do more voice work because he has a very unique way of speaking. It's not so much like his voice itself. It's just his stammer that he does a little bit yeah. of stutter. And he plays yeah. the character in the rescuers. Absolutely. Perfect. To Bianca's confidence, you know, and he's just yep. like, oh, let me, mm-hmm. let me just get the bags here. You know, I'll put them on the bird. Uh, it's just yeah, he's he, he was the perfect foil for, mm-hmm. for Bianca. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. is absolutely he's it doesn't strike you as a rescuer at all. Um, no. But yeah, I mean, that's what they do. If you haven't seen the rescuers, by the way, what are you doing? Go watch that movie. Yeah. The first one. And the second one thing that I remember about the rescuers that freaked me out the most was when the evil lady takes off her fake eyelashes. And as a kid, I didn't realize there were fake eyelashes in the world. I thought she was ripping <laughs> her eyelashes off her eyes, and it messed me up. Like, what is she doing? Anyway. Okay, I also gotta bring up Skizix in the chat says he was also in the librarian movies. Uh, and I remember those too, just because I remember watching those TV movies. What were they? TNT, I guess. Yeah, there were TNT TV movies. Uh, I I know of them. I think I might have watched one of them when I had my job working overnights at a hotel. Yeah, Um, he was basically the Alfred for that for those movies. Yes, okay, that's what Um, I remember. To Noah Noah Wiley starring as this wannabe Indiana Jones type character. I got you. So they're fun little movies. There's room for more, you know, of those kinds of movies. We should Mm -hmm. have them. You know, they're great. Um, yeah, this is, I mean, Bob Newhart came from, it's, he kind of grew out of, uh, stand-up routines is where a lot of these comedy people come from. Uh, but yeah. he's, he kind of worked himself into what I would consider like that Hollywood royalty of that age. Cause I look at like 
Dick Van Dyke and uh, and mm-hmm. and and Bob is being very similar in how they they just now they're they're it's because they're old. They're all ninety something and they made it. You know, you got your Mel Brooks and your yeah, Bob yeah. Newhart's and everybody. And so I always think about him in uh in terms in with those like legends that are still with us somehow. Uh, I think he's ninety three or something now. It's got to be yeah. close. He's born in like yeah. nineteen twenty nine. Yeah, it was so. twenty nine. So he's he's ninety three now. Um, but in his FYI, still alive. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah. still yep. kicking it. Like was acting up until two years ago. Still, I'm like, mm-hmm. good gosh, man. Yeah, he's he's. I'm telling you, the old when they stay busy. Carl mm-hmm. Reiner was almost a hundred, and he was working up till the day it was over. Yep. Uh, yeah. And yeah, his. His whole thing was, I would get up every morning, and if I'm not in the obit, I eat breakfast. Uh, <laughs> perfect. It's perfect Carl Reiner. Um, but Bob Newhart got his start uh, as he was a copywriter at an agency where he and a buddy of his, who was a co-worker, would call each other on the phone and just make up stupid stories with each other. Like, it was very much a... Carl Reiner, Mel Brooks kind of, we're just going to make jokes with each other for ourselves. And then they ended up recording them and sending them to radio stations as audition tapes to try and make it. And his buddy ended up moving on, uh, but he kept the shtick going by going to nightclubs and taking a phone with him and having one-sided conversations with people (laughs) on the phone. And that became his whole deal. He would be like the straight guy on the one hand talking down the nut on the other side, but with context. Which that probably wouldn't work so well now, but back then we were real into that kind of entertainment. Um, yeah. Phones were new. Yeah, I mean, now they would just have a podcast, so it's fine. <laughs> right. like, just, they would just true. actually talk to another person. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I did watch some of the stand-up that he did with the just, I think he was an air traffic controller and he had a headset he was pretending to talk into. And it was pretty good. It was, it was, it was better than a lot that you may have seen in the past. Um but yeah, so he he got started that way, and then he was discovered by Mary Tyler Moore, and then they did a variety show that lasted for a season, and then they gave this a try. They're like, okay, let's put you in this uh, this as a therapist, Doctor Bob Hartley, Doctor Robert Hartley. You'll talk to some people, you'll have situations, but his big thing that he liked about um, like the way he he did his comedy is he was always the straight man. Everybody else around him would have the thing going on, and he would just deadpan everything. Um, so it kind of gave a lot of other people the spotlight to do the funny stuff, but then the way he was reacting to their funny stuff was also funny stuff. So it just worked for everybody. Um, so yeah, that was, that was good, but that's just some feet, some, some facts I found about Bob. Uh, but we can talk about the episode itself, which is Bob has to have his tonsils out. So he spends Christmas Eve in the hospital. That's the official title of the episode, which just, I don't, I mean, why try it? Sometimes you don't need to be clever. Let's just put the summary in there. Um, Sure. So does it fit? Oh yeah, absolutely. So we kick off getting to the show with, with Elliot Carlin, uh, Bob's patient in the office with him. And this is how they kick off a lot of episodes of Bob Newhart is those two talking to each other. Uh, and so Elliot's telling him what he put on his Christmas list this year because no one had given him anything uh, the year before, so he wants this year to be better, so he's buying himself some gifts. Shoes, <laughs> galoshes, a belt, and a toupee, uh, <laughs> which this guy has a full head of hair. He sure does. Yeah, like mm-hmm. lots of that 1970s hair. <laughs> yeah, right. Unless that's the toupee, unless that's a, uh-huh. a toupee he's already got. Maybe that is. And he just toupee. wants a secondary. Yeah. 
And this this is where this gag actually had me laughing out loud right away um, when he says nobody gave him anything the last year. Bob says, "Well, I gave you something. I gave you that sweater. It was, oh, it was too small and it was ugly. <laughs> it's like, well, it wasn't it wasn't that ugly." He's like, "Yeah, it was. That's why I'm giving it back to you this year. <laughs> I've got it right here, Bob. A small ugly sweater, and that just that tickled me to no end. Let's let's just the guy's just regifting right out of the gate. Yeah." Um, <clears throat> And pretty excited that he doesn't have to give people anything if he doesn't want to, as we learn in a moment when they walk out and we see uh, Carol, played by Marsha Wallace, uh, who is amazing in this show. And I'm disappointed this episode didn't have more Carol, because there is a whole lot of stuff going on, and she's usually the one with the snarky responses. She's just yeah. fantastic at what she does. Um, <laughs> but he tells she her... She still shined in what little she had in this episode, though. Yes. Yeah, she's really good. Mm-hmm. And like we were talking about last week with Perfect Strangers, everyone on this set loved each other. So there was no animosity. So it's another one of those things you can just relax okay. and enjoy. Yeah, Amy, it's okay. These people were all friends. <laughs> they actually cried that they had to leave at the finale because they enjoyed working with each other so much. Um, so you got that going for you when you watch this show. Nobody's no prima donnas here. Everybody's having a good time. Um, but when uh, Carol tells Elliot he doesn't have to get her anything, uh, they, he gives her this this look when he's in the elevator. He's like, "Oh, really? All right. Well, this one less thing, you know, this eyeball while he's scratching off the notes." Yeah, I love. I love that was Elliot. hilarious. The writing down notes. Okay, I'll get you this. You don't have to give me anything. Really? Okay. Awesome. <laughs> this Christmas is getting better and better. So this is where we start getting into why Bob is going to be in the hospital. Bob has a bad cough. I don't know what tonsillitis is like. Is that just uh, your tonsils are in a sore throat. Okay. Yeah. He's talked about a sore throat and stuff. Yes. Julia went through this a while back, and she kept getting what they thought was strep. Mm-hmm. And then finally was like, no, this is actually tonsillitis. Let's do something about it. So, Okay. Is that like an yeah. antibiotic thing nowadays? Right. It can be. I think it depends how bad. And usually it's like if it's recurring, mm-hmm. they just yeah. take them out because that's yeah. what it was with Julia. Like she yeah. kept getting the sore oh, throat yeah. and they finally diagnosed it. So they used to they used to take tonsils like you blink funny the and they're like, you don't need those. Let's go yank them yeah. out of your throat. <laughs> uh, they, they don't do that anymore. Now they're like, oh, you had strep 15 times. Let's just see one more time. If you get it one more time, we'll take them out. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, my sister doesn't have tonsils. My dad doesn't have tonsils. I managed to keep mine. We're all good here. There you go. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. you don't yep. need Still them. got mine. But they're, you, they, no. they do a job. They're not as vestigial as we once thought. They have a purpose. No. Uh, that's why they get infected with stuff all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Your first line of defense. Um, so we, this is where we also get our first introduction to Jerry, uh, the dentist that works down the hall. Uh, because he comes down to see what's up, and Carol's like, oh, well, Bob says he's got a sore throat, sinuses, like achy feelings, and Jerry's like, oh, it sounds like an impacted molar. <laughs> <laughs> of all the things, just like, oh, I know what it is. He's a dentist. I mean, mm-hmm. when y'all got to hammer, everything looks like a nail, right? Yes. Yep, it's exactly. Teeth. Oh, then I can't help you. <laughs> yeah, it's not my teeth. Well, I'm done. So, but he's, he, this is what, this is kind of weird to me. It just seems like a setup for a gag more than anything is I can't drive home. I'm sick. Can you take me home? Uh, I'm yeah. like, well, you're, it's not like you're blind. You, you, you know, if you, <laughs> you can get, I'm sure you can get home, Bob, but I've never lived in whatever traffic he's in. So, well, not to mention the intro that shows him walking to work. Oh, like, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Well, maybe his parking garage is several miles away, Adi. <laughs> it could be. It Who could knows be. where he parks around here? Uh, but yeah, so he gets Jerry to drive him home. But before that, it had a very 2020, 2021 <laughs> pandemic feel really to it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, wow, they were really receptive to Jerry's just like, let me go grab my surgical mask because I don't know what the crap you're infected with. I'll go get my overcoat. I'll get my surgical mask. I'll go get my flu shot. <laughs> Very was... responsible, everyone. Good work. Yes. Everybody a did plus. a great job. This was the early 70s. I mean, come on. They even knew. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's crazy. Uh, so he gets home. Uh, the And the, the house call doctor is there. Uh, I don't know if there were house call doctors in the 70s, but I mean, I know that this is a TV set and they can't build another one, so... Yeah, there were a lot of like I feel like a lot of sitcoms in the seventies and eighties had had the the home call doctor. Like I know Golden Girls mm-hmm. did it a mm-hmm. couple of times, mm-hmm. and it's just it's just so much easier. Well, I just assumed all these freaking doctor people lived in the same building for whatever reason. They might, you know. <laughs> and it's just like go call him up. He's some friend of yours. So okay. yeah, that's that's yeah, a that good could point. Be too. Yeah. They they all live in the same the same apartment building and make it easy. It for still the weirds me out, even with Perfect Strangers last week, that everybody apparently leaves their doors unlocked and just like knock knock, come in. Okay, <laughs> yeah, everybody just shows up in your house. I would not be okay with that. I love it a was lot the of seventies. It was a different time. <laughs> it was right after the free love movement. Everybody's walking in each other's exactly. tents all the time. <laughs> There's nobody mm-hmm. had personal space back then. Um, no. Yeah, so the doctor comes over. He tells him, well, you got tonsillitis. We're going to have to yank him out. <laughs> Bob's like, can't you use a different word, like ease him out? He's like, I can use whatever word you want. They're still going to get yanked. <laughs> so the, the doctor, who, by the way, was not Frank Oz. but He was looks like, like him. Yeah, He was like a copy of a copy of Frank Oz. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It was like two or three generations of yeah. Xeroxing yeah. Frank Oz, and you get everybody. Guy. Like everybody on this show is people who have guested or been, you know, a recurring or cameo character in every other show I've watched. Like, yeah. I think I've yeah. seen all of these people in Night Court at some point. I think that's where my <laughs> reference was. Maybe that's it. So anyway, the doctors, the doctors talking to them, and of course. Bob, the, the theme of this episode is to be people basically just abusing Bob without realizing they're abusing Bob and mostly getting mad at Bob for things when he's just being normal. Uh, this is mm-hmm. like kind of where it's this is where it starts because the doctor starts fussing about or t- talking about how delicious Christmas dinner is going to be. Bob's like, I'm not going to be able to eat it because I'm not going to have any tonsils. I want to talk about raisins on ham. Yeah, what's yeah. that all about? What are we doing with raisins on ham, kids? I, I don't know. Like I, I don't know about look, raisins on ham. Mm-mm. I like mm. I like raisins. I like ham. I, I do not I want the two together. combined. No, a whole bunch. I mean, I've seen it, That's but I do not raisins. condone it. Yeah, that is a, a lot of raisins. And what is a whole Especially, box? Are we talking like twenty ounces? I think like the sun, the sun made little yeah. square. You know, that's a significant number yeah. of raisins. Uh, well, and, and I was upset for like a long time after that. I was like very confused <laughs> about raisins. I need and to ham. pause. Look, this. I was I, I was already <laughs> upset at the marshmallows on the sweet potatoes I'm because I don't feel as though you need that <laughs> either. What? Like I don't You're like upset that. About that. I love Maybe sweet potatoes. I like marshmallows. I'm not from the south, so I don't yeah. combine the two. 
but they wanted to do that. And I'm like, I'm already upset here. And now you start bringing raisins onto my ham. Stop. Stop what you are doing. Not Frank Oz. At least the marshmallows I understand. Like, I get that. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then they throw raisins at me and I go, hang on. (laughs) Back up, everybody. I don't understand anymore. I'll tell you this. I was not familiar with marshmallows on sweet potatoes until I went to Texas Roadhouse once. And I ordered a sweet potato, and they said, would you like marshmallows and cinnamon on that? I was like, wait, what? Is that a thing? <laughs> they said, yeah. I was, And, of course, me being me was like, well, yes. Well, yeah. I got to know what that's all about. And I don't do it, like, ever, because uh, I don't have marshmallows in the house a lot. But it was, it, was, it, it was good, and you should try it one day, Travis. Just put them on there. Oh, I've, I've tried it. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I've, you I've don't tried need it. Them. I don't know. I don't need them yes. and I don't like it as much, but it was, so that already had me on edge. It was the, the raisins on ham. Just <laughs> the raisins on ham. I don't. Sauce no. for ham it was a bridge too far. A thing. It's a what? thing. Okay. No. It's a thing. Oh yeah. It's a thing. It's wrong. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of things. <laughs> Let, viewers, listeners, let us know what the deal is with raisins on ham. If you're a ham and raisin person, I want to know why. I want a three-paragraph essay on why you thought about why you think it's good and why other people should like it. Do next week. Hook and who up. hurt you? Yeah, where this sort of mental damage came from. We need to know. We need to resolve this. Uh, so this is where the doctor tells calls Emily over to have this quiet conversation uh, about the, the ham, which is probably now that... We've all talked about it. It's probably a good reason. Like you putting you putting raisins on there. Yeah, yeah, I'm putting raisins on there. Good, but I don't want anybody else to know you're doing that. No, it's crazy. It's your, it's your dark shame. Yeah, it's your, <laughs> it's your secret. Uh, so Bob can't hear their conversation. So Emily comes back over and he goes, "I'm not coming home, am I?" <laughs> I just love that. Just that deadpan. Um, this is it's the such edge. a. Yeah, it's such a great gag because Bob already doesn't want to go to the hospital. (laughs) And the doctor's making it like into a big deal. And Bob's trying not to let it be a big deal. And then he calls his wife over to talk about dinner, but doesn't say that. Just like, oh, by the way, I need to talk to you for a second. Yeah. Yeah. That's and then never they good. whisper, mm-hmm. and yeah. So like, I I I was with Bob there. I'm like, yeah. yeah, no, I'm just. This is this is how it ends, right? This is yeah. like, I'm curtains. And one of the mm-hmm. recurring jokes that keeps coming up is they uh, they care. There's like Bob, you'll be fine. There's like they do this to kids all the time. Well, they care about kids. About kids. <laughs> 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 Which I'm not gonna lie, that would be a that would be a thought going through my head. Like they just mm-hmm. expect yep. adults to suck it up. They'll like make sure kids are okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're in there waiting on the nurse. They're just like, well, you're in the hospital. Eat a butt. Just get better and get out. Kids are like, oh, sweetie, do you need more ice cream? We'll get you whatever you need, which is fine, but just don't need to have your tonsils out when you're over 40. Um, What did they say? Oh, he said that he, well, is it serious? Is it serious when he's over 40? And they were like, oh, at his age, a hangnail is serious. that That got me good. And then, Audie, yeah, you were saying, then uh, then uh, Howard comes in, who is played by... Bill Daly. Bill Daly, that's right. Bill. Major Healy himself has made a, re- mm-hmm. uh, a, a, a reoccurrence. I was shocked. I haven't seen this show in so long, and I was like, wait a second, that's Major Healy. 
He's like mm-hmm. my favorite part of I Dream of Genie, and he's gonna be and, my favorite part of this show too. He and just he's not that different. Him. No, it's not my character. <laughs> I was a slightly trying, older version of Major Healy. Yeah, and I was trying to figure out like, there's a joke that comes along later. Is does it is it insinuated that he's in the military in this as well? Yes. Some sort of officer, because it seemed to me that that was, they kept making jokes about the yeah. war will break out. Wikipedia says he's an airline navigator and later co-pilot. So okay. he's totally the exact same character. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. He's, he's the same He's guy. already got, got all the words. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is just Major Healy in the in the uh, witness protection program and move somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. That's perfect. But I love that he's talked about his friend or a friend he oh, had. yeah. Had him out when he was forty, said the late John Simpson. <laughs> so good. And this he just is... gives him a look like. And he does it over and over again because mm-hmm. he's yeah. another oh, yeah. one, and he's talking about like he had a friend there, and he's like, "Don't tell me about anything." He's like, "No, it was he was fine. He lived another two years after that." <laughs> <laughs> it's just exactly what your friends would do if you had to have a minor surgery and you were talking to them about it first. Like, anybody who has to have a colonoscopy, everyone gives you crap about it, you know, like, all the time. It's just going to happen. So having your tonsils mm-hmm. out, like, I would expect people to give me crap about having my tonsils yeah. out. Like, what are you, seven? Like, what, what are you talking? Leave me alone. So <laughs> they, end up, they, they end up going to the hospital for the surgery the next, I guess it's the next morning or evening or whatever. To get them get or they go they go that night because he's gonna have surgery in the morning mm-hmm. and Bob has to get his robe on so there's you know nurses milling about when they leave they tell Bob you can come out now from the bathroom and he does the run that I would do mm-hmm. if I had to wear Absolutely. a hospital gown. Okay, so when that happened in the episode, <laughs> I immediately thought that is Stephen in a hospital <laughs> gown. Like, that is exactly what he would do. Wearing a hospital gown. Because you're going to try and hold it closed and like (laughs) shimmy across the room as quickly as possible. It's exactly what I thought. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would do it. I hate those things. They're the the worst. (laughs) I had to wear one like one time and I had pants on and I was uncomfortable. It's like, this is dumb. (laughs) They had to have like a chest x-ray thing and I was like, oh, gosh, this is awful. (laughs) And I know it's a TV show, but good gosh, the difference in hospitals. Back oh yeah, compared to now. Oh. Yeah, there was nothing beeping in that room, like anywhere. No. It's just like a wall plate with doodads on it. Who knows what those do? <laughs> you know, nice like, spacious room. There was yeah. so much area in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big spacious orange room because it's 1970. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Everything is orange or brown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's orange and wood paneling in the 70s. That was yeah. the color scheme. That green shag decade. carpet. You find all blended. Yep. They're like, they're like, well, we could do opposite sides of the color wheel, but why don't we try all on the same side? Just yeah, various yeah, shades much. of brown together. We got pea soup, urine, <laughs> dog crap. We'll put those all yeah. together. Adi, you're an artist. Does this offend your sensibilities, or do you see value in it? Not at all. I was just about to say, man, I, I wanted to give a little color to the sketch I did for this week's show because. <laughs> When you look at it, it's just all bleh. <laughs> you know, the bed's a little lighter shade of bleh. The walls are a darker shade of bleh. Yeah. And everything else just kind of blends in together into a kind of white yellow bleh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then the, then the, uh, the curtain they pull between the beds is even like a hunter green. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are we even doing? Uh, so they they get there that we meet the nurse. 
I think at this point, which is not really a yeah. nurse. She's a volunteer on the skeleton crew. And I meant to write down her name and I forgot. Did anyone catch the name of the, it's uh, Miss... it's Miss what? Miss Loomis. Mrs. Miss Loomis. Mrs. Loomis. Mrs. Loomis. <laughs> Mrs. Loomis. The best is I looked up her credits and it is all Mrs. Something or grandma. And then <laughs> that's it. That's everything she's done are various grandmas and Mrs. So-and-so. And I'm into <laughs> yep. it. That's the best. She got started yes. late, I guess, in yeah. the acting biz. Yeah, probably. And I mean, she was born in 1889. Oh my oh. god! And her first right. acting gig was in 1967 on Petticoat Junction. Holy oh, cow! There you go. <laughs> it's never too so, late. It's no, never it's too not. Late. Really not. And then right after that is elderly shoplifter, uncredited. <laughs> <laughs> Who was her agent? Who found her? It was like, you know, what? I don't know. It's gonna be I don't know, but you pick the gigs you can get. Yeah, yeah, you do. Oh, she had the trifecta: Petticoat Junction, Beverly Hillbillies, and Bonanza. All oh right, and, and Green Acres. She was in five episodes of Green Acres. Oh my gosh. Well, well done, Mrs. Loomis. Good job. She did. She did fantastic. I did have to turn the volume up some. I don't know what yeah. was crispy audio or what, but I'm like, I gotta really listen to her. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> she just had old lady speech. You're just mm-hmm. like some of the words just kind of roll together a little bit. That's all right. She had old lady speech. They had 1970 microphones. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I was like, what is? Yeah, the audio. On? The audio transfer on this on Hulu was not great. No, it's yeah. it's pretty crappy. Um, it, it sounded like everything was recorded through a burlap sack. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's what pop Except filters the look very like. Beginning with uh, <laughs> Carol's dialogue, for whatever reason, it sounded like that microphone was right on her mouth. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Might have been in her desk for all we know. Like in that 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 set is in every episode. So the hospital set was probably thrown together. Uh, pretty oh, yeah. fast and the rest of them the the apartment the office those are things they use all the time yeah. so it's probably they dialed that in but this and then having to figure out where to mic mrs loomis uh really i'm sure if it could have been better it would have been but yeah. it was just a, oh, yeah. a struggle uh so we meet mrs loomis who has a running joke of telling mr henderson that he needs to get back in bed <laughs> apparently the neighboring <laughs> hospital patient uh was there and she was taking care of him and he's gone now but then basically any male person is now mr henderson (laughs) to get back in bed um no dessert which tickled me yeah that's right they brought in because as major nelson or major healy Mm -hmm. uh howard who he's known in this weird alternate universe uh was (laughs) was in there with them getting bob settled and she's like, Mr. Mm-hmm. Henderson, you should be in bed and you can't have any dessert or whatever. So he doesn't get yeah. anything special. But she, well, they it's find funny out- when he does that from behind the curtain, too. He yeah. comes out and she's like, you can't have any. He's like, okay. And he goes <laughs> yeah, he back just behind accepts the curtain. Because- <laughs> like, why not? Uh, so they get Bob all settled. He's going to have his tonsils out. Everybody leaves. At this point, my wife who was watching it with me. was like, there's no way I'd leave you in a hospital like that if I had nobody to go home to. I'm staying. The best part, though, the best part is her leaving. Uh huh. Because she's just like, I love you so much, and and these years with you have been the best. (laughs) (laughs) These last years with you have been the best. Been the best. It's like, oh, just like 
Howard, That's Howard making the jokes that he is, he's kind of oblivious to the, the type of joke that he's making. And yeah. then she just leans into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's just like, that no, we're going to, we're just going to go right for it. And I love that. <laughs> I told Stephanie, I said, if, if I ever have to go into some minor surgery and you don't talk to me like that, I'm going to be very disappointed. <laughs> like, I need, I'm going to be worried that. that something is actually wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, gonna, oh, no. Yeah. I'm going to need you to go, well, it was good. We had a good run. You just <laughs> go to sleep now. Uh, that's what I'm going to need to, so I can just laugh myself to sleep. Uh, so Bob then turns on the radio to start chilling out. And this is, <laughs> this is exactly what you would expect the radio to do. Cause he's disappointed that he's going to miss his Christmas dinner, his time with family, the whole he shenanigans. Didn't get to see the tree. Yeah. Didn't get to see the tree because, uh, in movies and TV, everyone decorates their Christmas tree on Christmas Eve. I, yeah, I yeah. don't know. It's yeah. stupid. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It just plot demands it. Uh, so we're, very, we're very busy walking to work every day. We don't have time to cut the tree. Did the same thing on the I Love Lucy Christmas episode. It was like Christmas Eve. Like, what are you doing? You shouldn't have done this months ago, like a month ago. <laughs> Get started. Um, so he's not going to be able to see the tree, and the radio comes on, and it's talking about, oh, imagine with your family nestled by the fire, enjoying the cracking of the logs or whatever. It's all this wonderful stuff. And it's like, and now the alarm sound. Uh, it just starts putting, <laughs> uh for the uh the old the old safety test what do you call that what they do on the radio back then they brought a test of the national emergency, emergency broadcast system. system that was it mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i haven't heard one of those in a long time now my phone just goes off at 2 a.m <laughs> blizzard incoming yep. <laughs> yeah stop it we're fine <laughs> i don't need this um so the next day, we, we kind of skip over a lot and go directly to he's out of surgery the yeah. next morning, and he's had his tonsils out, and he's wheeled back into the room. Not long after, he gets into his bed, but as Elliot Carlin, his patient from the, from the opening scene, <laughs> swings in to have a little chat. Uh, because, you know, and he brings him some stuff. And Bob, at this point, keeps saying, water, I need water. You know, I don't know how you, if you can talk with he's, tonsils out, yeah. but he is just out of surgery. Yeah, in the show, which yeah, is like, probably one of my favorite coherent. favorite lines. I just got out of surgery. Yeah, I know. I was up there trying to talk to you. You were out like a light. <laughs> <laughs> it was so he, that, good, that dude. That oh, that guy. He's everything. Elliot Carlin, just yeah. just mm-hmm. no concept of anybody but no. himself. No, none whatsoever. Yeah, and he's—I mean, that's—he's in therapy. At least he's in therapy, though. Yeah, so I'll give him yeah. that. <laughs> sure, he knows something's <laughs> wrong. He just does not yeah. sure what it is. Yeah. Uh, but he brings Bob taffy. Bob says water, and he goes, "No, it's taffy." <laughs> like he just completely <laughs> disregards him. What are you even talking about? Uh, and he starts telling Bob this plays up later that his to- toupee that he got himself is goat hair. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's his big problem and uh it just kind of escalates from there uh to the point with the nurse coming in again to check on him and uh and, and elliot just going well fine you don't want me here i was trying to take your mind off of your problems and put them on mine trying to help out <laughs> and i'm leaving and bob's just like water and the nurse goes you just you should be ashamed, ashamed. of yourself <laughs> You just kicked that poor man out of the room. He was trying to cheer you up. Um, 
And then she finally says, if you don't bring me water, I'm going to break your arm. Break your arm. <laughs> I believe you would. <laughs> I think so, too. But we've all been, you ever been uh, in a hospital and you're just like, just bring me like anything, just some medicine, a glass of water. We've been in the emergency room with Sam before and I'm like, can, can we get a glass of water or something for him? Oh, sure. Four hours later, they come wandering back with discharge papers mm-hmm. and a glass of water. I'm like, where... What, did you have to write it all down? I've never been a nurse. I'm sure it's a challenging <laughs> they gotta, job. They got to charge your insurance. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Every time okay, they leave, so like, am I going to see them again? I, I have to I have to bring this up because watching the episode, even with the audio being as poor as it was, his voice, um, the, the voice of, uh, of Earl, Earl? Elliot, Elliot, Elliot Carlin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His voice was triggering something. And I couldn't mm-hmm. think of what it was. You know what it was? Oh yeah, he was Stu Pickles mm-hmm. in the Rugrats. Yep. He was the yep. dad in Rugrats. Yep. Holy cow! I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, I had no clue either. Uh, and also his IMDb photo, he looks like um, uh, uh, Late Show with uh, Dave. Like he looks like a uh, like a clean shaven um, Dave. Dave, oh, yeah, wow. kind of creepy. It's wild. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm, I remember his picture. Yeah, he, oh, he was Stu Pickles. How about that? Look at all the crossovers we got going on here. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. He's so good. By the too. way, we need... oh, go ahead. He, he's great. We need to have a Mary Earl uh, sliding scale because she, uh, while while not in the episodes we have watched, she has been in episodes of five shows we have covered on this. Holy on this cow! Podcast. Wow, that's, Im- that's old impressive. Lady. The, the old the lady. old lady has been in five of them. Yes, good between name. it was uh, uh, she was an episode of Bewitched. She was mm-hmm. an episode of Green Acres. The um, Bob Newhart show. She was also in, uh, where did I see it here? Um, WKRP in Cincinnati and Laverne and Shirley. Wow. There you go. So she got busy when she was 80 something. Her husband died and she's like, I'm going to LA. See what right? I can see what <laughs> I can do. She was apparently supposed to be on Broadway and uh, she broke her hip during the pre Broadway run. And. Uh... So she didn't get to actually be on Broadway, but her name was on oh. the poster. Wow. Yeah, and Carol Dang. Kane. Uh, well, yeah, we can still make it, y'all. We got time. Yeah. We got plenty, mm-hmm. of, plenty of time. You know, it's your first career, and then there's your retirement career. I'm going to the Hollywood. <laughs> make it mm-hmm. happen. Uh, so they get out of there. Where do we go after that? We go back to Bob's apartment, uh, where, or I guess it's Howard's apartment. Where we find Howard mm-hmm. and Jerry decorating the Christmas tree. And if you've ever decorated a Christmas tree with a particular kind of person, then you know everything that's going on in this scene. Because everything that Jerry yep. does, Howard redoes. Which really mm-hmm. made me laugh, because Stephanie and I do this. Because I will, she'll be like, help me zhuzh the tree. You know, when you got a fake tree, you got to zhuzh it. You, you know? got to zhuzh it. You got to yeah. pull all mm-hmm. the stuff to make it look full. And yep. I'm very much, a, well, all these are going in different directions. That's probably fine. And I'll move on, and this one's going in good directions. And basically, as I go around the tree, she follows me around the tree, correcting my zhuzhing. I'm like, why am I even doing this? What am I participating in this game for? This is stupid. Uh, and then you It is important the- that you do it. Yeah, it's important that you do it incorrectly so that she can do it correctly. <laughs> I don't know how wrong it is until someone else does it wrong, and then I can correct it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of what's going on here. You know, well, it's, you, you did it wrong. Well, let me fix it. 
for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the biggest candy canes on a tree I've ever They're seen. Huge. I haven't, yeah. I haven't decorated a tree from 1970, you know, before, but they did it different than we do. The best was he baked the cookie ornaments. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, and they are generally inedible, and these definitely were. And that back and forth was so good. And it was like, I didn't make them for eating. Well, no kidding. You you can't eat these. No, they're mm-hmm. for hanging. That seems too good for him. That <laughs> <laughs> was really good. Yes, uh, doc, Dr. Jerry was my favorite. Uh, mm-hmm. My favorite thing in the in in that scene. Like he just, I don't mm-hmm. know, there was something about it. Also, uh, the, the actor has bit. a great name. Oh, the angel, the angel oh, yeah. bit was great. What was the, what's Dr. The Jerry name? played by Peter Boners? Peter Boners. Name. Yeah, he never got a chuckle out of that before. I'm sure. No. I'm sure he never did. No, no, it went right over everyone's head. Uh, mm-hmm. But Adi, you've been talking about the orphan, the uh, the angel story since oh we got God. started. With what, what yeah, because Howard's like, uh, what is it? Jerry starts to put on the angel, and Howard's like, no, I always do it. Mm-hmm. I always do it for luck. I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, I missed it one year, and the Korean War broke out. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Dr. Jerry tells us his story of growing up in the orphanage. Yeah. And what their Why angel did you even like. have me here? Like, you're just doing everything. Why did you have, well, you can't, you know, you, you, you can't be with, you know, we're friends and you can't be with your family. I don't have a family. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in an orphanage. And that got started, and I'm like, oh no, this is going to be like a heavy moment in the episode. And no, no, not really. No. no. I mean, yes and no. I mean, sure, it, was it, was, heavy, it was heavy in the yeah. started off way that possible. way. Yeah, it started off in that direction and then took a very sharp left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did not signal. This All we had for an angel was a Dixie cup. <laughs> but we couldn't put wings on it because it was also our Easter bunny <laughs> and our pumpkin at Halloween. I was like, oh my gosh. I love how he just Howard keeps just going. Like dying. He's like, oh no, what have I done? <laughs> so Howard's handsome the angel. He's like, thanks, Howard. Yeah, I'm just like, all of a sudden right back together. We're good. Okay, Dixie yep. cup. Dixie cup, Dr. Jerry? Really? Hmm. I'm suspicious now. <laughs> of course, Howard is too, because he's Florence. You know, if, if the war breaks out, it's your fault. Yeah, it's, yeah I guess it's gonna it happen. So then uh Emily comes in and she's she joins them for this this Cree thing. I don't know what the, all the relationships They were gonna go out to dinner. Here. They were yeah, that's right. They were gonna go out to mm-hmm. dinner. Um, then she comes back and says, Bob is basically just a grumpopotamus. Uh, he was yeah. sent back the limit, the limit ice cream because it was too yellow. Yeah. You know, he's just <laughs> fussing about everything. She says, he hasn't been this angry mm-hmm. since he sat on a bee. <laughs> I was like, that sounds about right. You know, so at this point I was like, all you people, he just had surgery and right yeah. part of his body yanked out. Yanked out. Mm-hmm. Can we not have a little compassion for the guy? I guess not. Oh yeah, nope. and this is this goes like this is not Christmas spirit at all because just basically a fight breaks out over who mm-hmm. sits. Uh, you put the you put the the candy canes too high, or no? Emily walks in, just makes an observation. Oh, those candy canes are too low, <laughs> or too high. No, she no, says they're she too, says high too high because yeah. Howard made to move them up in case so the, the dog, dog doesn't get, get so the dog right. doesn't get it that he doesn't you don't have. have a dog. I might get a mm-hmm. puppy for Christmas. <laughs> And then Jerry's like, wanna... see, I had him down. Yeah. I just, mean... just want to live in Howard's world. Howard's yeah. world sounds nice. It does. And she and says something about, it on like, Jerry. She says something about, like, ah, it just feels like 
feels like a war is going to break out. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. We know who to blame for that. <laughs> I love how that, that gag runs through the rest of the episode, too. So they start they start to leave for dinner and and Howard's like, well, I'm going. I can't stay here with him. And then Jerry's like, well, I'm going with you because I can't, you know, with some. I don't remember the joke, but they all end up leaving together. And that's when the carolers start singing. Mm-hmm. At this point, you're like, oh, okay, this is what's going on. Why why are the, well, it's the neighborhood children singing. <laughs> and they get over this argument, and uh, Emily says, well, you guys are just so angry. Well, if you want to get rid of them, why don't just pour pour boiling oil on them? <laughs> Howard says, "says uh, I don't I don't know what's going on. I don't think boiling water, boiling oil is the answer." <laughs> so they, uh, they yeah end, yeah, so they end up getting out of there and uh, heading over to the uh, the hospital where they can't find Bob. Bob is not in the room, and uh, they, you know Mrs. Mrs. Loomis comes in, fusses at another Mr. Henderson. Uh, I can't, mm-hmm. Mr. Henderson, you look rough. Or I, no, that was yeah. You should be in bed. You look terrible. You look terrible. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, and she said, "They said, well, where's uh, where's Doctor Hartley? He was here earlier." And she says, "Oh, he's gone to the big room upstairs." Like, what room is that? <laughs> the room. Oh, the children's uh, ward. I sent him up there to hand out cookies or something like that because yeah, he was being a nuisance. Take a walk. Yeah, yeah. he needs a, a good birchin, is what she said. A birchin. I don't know. And what I had means. to look that word up, and I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just... no, she was born in eighteen. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, <it>. exactly. <laughs> That's fine. Oh yeah, it's probably Bob's grandmother said things like that. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So it, they basically sent him upstairs to try to find some Christmas cheer. The man just had surgery in his tonsils. Uh-huh. He's stuck at the hospital, and they're why aren't you happier? You know, what's wrong with you? Yeah. But yeah. G- giving is the cure. You know, that's the Christmas message. So they sent him upstairs to the children's ward. He comes down, and as he walks to the door, and he says, Hi, honey, because he sees his wife, but Miss <laughs> Lewis is standing there. She says, Don't you hi, honey, me. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> just tickled me to no end. I was super happy yep. about that. So he says he had to go up and, and hand out sugar cookies and stuff, and he's basically relaxing now. He feels a lot better. He's feeling good. So he and Emily invite Mrs. Loomis to the house for Christmas dinner, and she says, well, what time is dinner? And they said, about 4 o'clock, and she says, can I bring a date? Or no, she said, can I bring a date? And I'm like, sure, mm-hmm. yeah. bring a date. Yeah, because that was the whole thing. Like, cause mm-hmm. she, she'd been a patient of his and which, he's like, oh, well. which continuity in the show she's she was in two previous episodes of the show Perfect. as mrs loomis oh so, okay. so she's talking about like she goes off on this whole thing about how you know she's had a hard you know it's been tough since her sister stole her boyfriend <laughs> you know so there hasn't really been anything serious just like a few flings here and there <laughs> <laughs> Because so men good. only want one thing. Men yeah. only want one thing. <laughs> and they just let that hang there. They let it, just, it just hangs and she just stares at him. <laughs> so, so she says, well, can my boyfriend, can I bring my boyfriend? They're like, sure. And she says, what time is dinner? Four o'clock. Oh, good. Because he usually drifts off by six. <laughs> <laughs> this is just wonderful. Uh, and then uh, the final the final joke after that, Carol asks, this this got me good. Uh, when mm-hmm. Bob finally comes back to the office, he's feeling better. Carol asks him, how's, he, how's the Christmas dinner? Uh, and he says, fine, if you don't mind having sweet potatoes out of a straw. 
and a glass mm-hmm. of ham. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> this is the worst yeah. thing I've ever heard in my life. So bad. <laughs> like, I don't when even want to know what he actually meant by that. Yeah, when I woke up this morning, the, the phrase glass of ham, not something <laughs> I, I expected to hear. Um, I didn't but, want it. But here, here we, are. we are. That was so good. Mm. So then, then Elliot walks in with his two Christmas, or not Elliot, uh, yeah, Elliot Carlin walks in yeah, with his amazing. two gifts that we've been talking about this whole show. It's like what he's going <laughs> to yeah. give each other. Mm-hmm. So he hands Bob one, he hands Carol one, and he looks at Carol, he says, uh, is your husband allergic to, uh, or does no, have any does allergies? Does your husband like goats? Does your husband like goats? Yes. Yeah. And she no, says, well, he's allergic to goats. Actually, he's allergic to goats. And he switches the presents. He's like, oh, well, you take this no. one, you take this one. <laughs> no, he's like, does he... How does he feel about goats? He's allergic. Okay. How does he feel about sweaters? He can always use another sweater. That's and then, right. Whoosh. He swaps. Okay, them. let's do it this way. <laughs> it's my favorite way to end a show. And then, you know, then that's the that's the end of the Bob Newhart show. A fun episode of television. Speaking of ends, I did find this out about the season finale, like when they decided to close down the show. And, and not do anymore. It's like season six, I think they made it through. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this because I thought it was really fascinating. Um, by 1977, the show's ratings were declining and Newhart wanted to end it, but was under contract to do one more season. The show's writers tried to rework the sitcom by adding a pregnancy, but Newhart objected. I told the creators I didn't want any children because I didn't want it to be a show about how stupid daddy is, but we love him so much. Let's get him out of the trouble he's gotten himself into. <laughs> Nevertheless, the staff wrote an episode that they hoped would change Newhart's mind. Newhart read the script, agreed it was funny, and then asked, who are you going to get to play Bob? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, ah, that's good. That's That's real good. Um, So when I look over Bob Newhart's kind of IMDb list of stuff that he has been in, you know what it makes me think of is, you know those those, uh, musicians that'll be in like a platinum selling band, and then they do a side project that becomes a platinum selling band? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's Bob Newhart. Like, yeah, he did the he did the Bob Newhart shows, 140 something episodes, and then he goes right into Newhart, which does like 180 episodes. He had a third sitcom that only ran for one season called Bob that he starred in. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it was like, is I don't know, it's just something about uh, he's just like that artist. He can just yeah. go from one thing to another, putting his name on it, and and doing well. His um, brand of comedy just works real well with a lot of people. It's very clean, you know, yeah. it's it's deadpan humor and, that people get. And he surrounds himself with good uh writing. Yeah. And like the writing in this episode impressed me because they set up a lot of jokes and they paid them off later. The you mentioned the joke where, you know, Mrs. Loomis is like, "Oh, you're not allowed to have uh you know you're not allowed to have any uh, desserts." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they pay that off at the end when she's coming around with the cookies, cookies. and she goes to give <laughs> one to him. And Howard's like, I, no, you told me I, I can't have dessert. <laughs> yeah. It reminded me a lot of, so, uh, you know, Arrested Development was a lot like that. Like yeah. a lot of episodes of Arrested Development, mm-hmm. the uh-huh. setup was right at the beginning. And every episode would, the good, the best episodes would close that out with like, it would all tie together. There'd be like four jokes yep. just rolling down a hill. And at the end, they would just, you know, smash through the wall. That's that's the yeah. way it worked. And this this did feel that way, too. It's, it is. It takes a lot of effort to kind of make that work organically the way they did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I definitely enjoyed uh, seeing seeing Bob Newhart again. Reminded me why I like I like that that style and that humor so much. Uh, and hopefully maybe we'll get Newhart on the show at some point. 
Uh, we're definitely going to be doing this show for a while. So it's yeah. going to take a lot for y'all to kick me off of here. Uh, so until then, <laughs> we're going to keep doing it. Uh, but we do need to hear about what we're going to do next week. So Amy is going to take us we on do. the trip. Where are we going, Amy? All right. So I agonized over this, you guys, um, because I, I I didn't know if I wanted to do like my favorite Christmas special from when I was a kid, because that seemed like a good idea, or if I wanted to do like really good one. And so like I tried to think of something that was a little out there, and then I watched the episode, and it was a little heavy, and I was like, nope, it's going to be okay. It's, it's, it's very meaty. So, of course, when you think Christmas, obviously, you think Twilight Zone. Obviously. <laughs> <Yeah>. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're watching the Christmas episode of the Twilight Zone. It's season two, episode 11, The Night of the Meek, available on Pluto and a few other places. But, yeah. So this, nice. is, a, this is a meaty one. I'm excited. What better way to yeah. finish it out right before Christmas than with Twilight Zone? Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> When I, I think it. Christmas, I think Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yep. fantastic. Did we have any um any story any uh feedback on this this episode at all? I don't think I we did. did. I didn't not, see any. I did I not see anything. Any. I'm no. not expecting um, the hip crowd on Twitter and Facebook and TikTok is going to be like, <laughs> "Yes, I fondly <laughs> remember oh Bob God, Newhart." Newhart. <laughs> <laughs> uh no, not really. Um we do however have a poll up on our twitter account uh, at Mm -hmm. those days show there is a poll now because we're going to need you to help us decide our next topic Mm -hmm. so for the next week yeah yes uh for the next week from the recording of this so you will have through uh monday uh what is it the uh 20th 19th um you will have through that day to decide if we are going to do cooking shows educational shows, you know, mm-hmm. Mr. Wizard, uh, uh, square one, that kind of stuff. Uh, police detective shows, uh, or variety shows. Oh, so that one of those four is going to be our, uh, our next, uh, topic. We have 15 votes so far and there nice. are six and a half, six and a half nice. days left. So that's probably the most votes we've had this early in the poll, like ever. Yeah. That's Definitely. good. Yeah. Well, well done audience. Uh, so hey, if you don't Twitter, like and that's not what you do, you can also email us, and we'll we'll mm-hmm. we'll count those in there. We'll get them in there. Sure. If sure. you don't email, yep. then you can send us a carrier pigeon. I don't I don't know how mm-hmm. else to get you to send us stuff. But mm-hmm. hey, we yeah, can... but don't send it to me because there is a hawk in my neighborhood. Oh I yeah, survive. Uh, intercepted. Uh, and we don't want that. You secret no. pigeon messages don't need to get intercepted. <laughs> uh, but this has been a wonderful show. Thank you guys for going on this journey back in time to the early 70s with me, Christmas, and Bob Newhart. Uh, and that is it. Join us next week. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Those Days sh- at Those Days Show. Email us at thosewerethedaysshow at gmail.com. And um, you guys have yourselves a wonderful time. And for Adi, for Travis, for Amy, and for myself, we'll see you next time.